Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 242 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on August the 25th, 2022. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, let me ask you a question. When you're introducing yourself to someone, do you do it? That'd be awesome if you did it like that. No. Like emphatic. Like, no. No. It, like someone it, just comes up to you and they're like, hey, I'm Jeff. And you're like, my name's Kevin Kessler. No, no. I think you know me well enough to know that in a face-to-face conversation, I'm far more reserved and you shy. You do that, though. It's <laughs> awesome. Like, you're like, it's like a full-blown character. I yeah, it. no, I don't I do not do that. <laughs> Folks, we are two lifelong Disney <laughs> fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, and pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. Okay, uh, so we have got a regular episode of Two Men and the Mouse today for the first time in like forever. Like for the first time in forever, we're not catching you, up on there. news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so um, we don't have to apologize or anything. Like, we got an actual, uh, like, uh, so, but uh, before we get started, actually, I do have an announcement to make. Um, it's kind of a personal announcement. Um, okay. Something that you're hearing for the first time, and some of our listeners know it already. I mean, I've heard it already, but I, okay. Have you really? Of course. Gerard. No. It wasn't Gerard? No. What, is your sister-in-law your brother? Nope, neither. News travels, dude. Okay, so the news that we're talking about is uh, le- this last Saturday, uh, August the 20th, I actually ended up getting engaged to my girlfriend, uh, on Disney property, which is part of the reason why we're doing this engagement episode. So how did you find out? I mean, you just, you're, I can see the, the look in your eye. You're like, I purposely, you I kept me. this from you for days, even wanting to tell you, because I wanted to tell you on the air. I know, but other people find things out, and then I hear about What, like it. Nolan? Nolan might be one of them, yeah. Okay, because I, I got a message from Gerard yesterday, like, congratulations. I'm like, don't say anything to Pete, because I oh, want to tell so him funny. on the air. no, no. He didn't. I will. I will give Gerard that. He okay. Okay. So it was Nolan. Yeah. That well, Nolan. Well, know, who yeah. else do we both know that you talk to? We know people. Do we? Yeah. I'm Facebook we, friends with Nolan, your sister-in-law, and your brother. So. Yeah. It wasn't them though. Okay. We know other people. I'm like obsessed now with how you found this out. See, it's weird since I so don't do social media. Like, you think that you can keep me in the dark on things. Like I do, this, yeah. But really, I just assume but that other you are com- do it so much. I just assume that you are completely unplugged from like the information zone. I am, I am. But people like to talk to me. This so really, they- this really takes like, like I'm like completely thrown now. I was expecting. I can tell you're going to spend this whole episode thinking about this. I was I was expecting to have like a big, well, not like a big reaction because you're you. Like I was expecting, like, oh, cool, like you know, like I. But you yeah. knew already, so 
Uh, so yeah, I, I I got I got engaged. Um, it happened at Disney, which was not the original plan. Um, you know, we'll go into some of that in the ticket attraction. I'm going to save the story for the e-ticket attraction because that's kind of what okay. our e-ticket attraction today is about. I'm going to tell my engagement story. You're going to tell your engagement story, and then I've got like a whole ton. Like I couldn't believe how many of our listeners got engaged at Disney. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, like it's I could. It's really important to us. Yeah, I could not believe how many people had a story because I, I was expecting like maybe five stories. We got like thirty something responses, I think. So, I mean, we're going to go through as much of those as we can. Uh, but before that, Pete, we've got some news. I like news. The news brought to you by our buddy Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney or Universal vacation for you at no additional cost. You can always find him by sending an email to Disney, Dave, W, at Verizon.net. All right. You ready to talk about some worldwide news? Please. This is something that affects me here and not you, but a new pass holder magnet is coming this fall. Now... I feel like if you were a pass holder, you would love the pass holder magnet. I, you know, I, I actually, you probably don't know this, but I love magnets. Yeah, I so, mean, I, that tracks. <laughs> I, I would I would love it. Would I put it on my car? Honestly, probably not. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I only put the very generic one on my car because I had, a, I, right. I had like the Donald Duck summer one one time. And I had bought like a special one from like an Etsy shop and I had them on my car thinking, oh, this is going to be great. I went to Disney with them once and they were gone. Someone took them right off my car. Um, so, I mean, but though I will say right now I've got the Mickey and Minnie one on my car. Okay. But I figure enough people, because like, I figure enough people have that one that it's kind of like the, because I never, I also never got like the base, like yellow Mickey one that like hmm. everyone else has. So, but I, I had the old one, the Mickey in the orange circle. And like, I feel like I, ha- I had to replace that. So, and I also have the orange bird one right now. And that's actually on my car. That's cool. Yeah, I see them up here every once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's always cool when you see them. I mean, I have most of them on my refrigerator. Like, the side of my refrigerator is, like, full of them. And, uh, I mean, my roommates have some, too. But, like, most of them are mine from just collecting them for the last, you know, seven years. You know, I know you've never seen my refrigerator. But um, it used to be I, I have a, I had a magnet problem for a while. And I, like, loved magnets. Right. But now what I've done in the last, like, many years is I will typically get photo magnets from Shutterfly, just the flat photo magnets. Okay. And we have covered my entire fridge in just pictures from Disney. Oh, that's great. So my fridge has, you know, the front of my fridge has, you know, 40, 50 pictures of just me and the kids and Heather and, you know, all different years of our trip, which is actually pretty funny because just the other day she actually said, she's like, wow, she's like, you don't have any new pictures on here. Well, you only and, have so much you know, fridge. Well, yes, but I can always swap out. You know how I am. But mm-hmm. I, I felt like during the pandemic, and I mean, we took trips where you had to wear masks outside. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really want to see that. Now that we're a little bit past that, I'm like, okay. And I actually ended up getting a Shutterfly. They do a deal where you get like a magnet for a dollar. And if you buy 10, it's free shipping. So I got I got 10 magnets from the last couple trips and just, you know, me and Ethan haven't like figured out exactly where it's going to go. I think yeah. we're going to reset all the pics, but mm-hmm. it's a cool way to like constantly see your favorite pictures from Disney. That's a really cool idea. Flat, yeah. So my fridge isn't like you know protruding with like magnets. They're completely flat. They're like against the fridge. You know, that's awesome. So. Now, do you think that there will ever come a day, like years down the road, where you'll be able to look at these pictures from your trips where you had to wear a mask outside? And not get like a little sad about it, and just be like, "Oh yeah, that was the year of the the you know the mask." No, yeah, I'm already there. And... I'm, that, that's why I knew that's that's when I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm gonna get these." Because mm-hmm. um, there's a picture I love of us, like you know, 
quote quote using the force like with a photo pass photographer we all yeah. have masks on outside and it's funny and i put it in there specifically because i'm okay with it at this point and it is you know it's that trip we had to wear masks outside right, and it right. was 90 degrees you know mm-hmm. but i'm okay with that at this point okay um, all right, so the next complimentary Walt Disney World annual passholder magnet will be available this fall. Unlike recent magnets, which have only been available for pickup at Disney Springs or most recently Epcot, this next magnet will be delivered directly to passholders' homes. No word yet on what the design will be, but stay tuned for details when they're available. Now, I, I like and hate this at the same time. I personally enjoyed going to Disney Springs to get it, but I get that not all passholders have that option because... You know, not everyone lives here Uh, because there have been magnets where, like, I just kind of didn't get them in the mail. And when that happens, I'm furious. Like, (laughs) I know it's a free thing that's included with my, but I'm like, like, if I don't get it, I'm like, uh, like the Tinkerbell one took forever, I think, to arrive. And I think one of them, like, I didn't get them. And then one of my friends had two. So they gave me one. Now, is this this is a normal thing that they show up in the mail? Yeah, that's typically how they work. Oh, okay, I've just I know I've gone and seen crazy long lines at like Epcot. Some specialty ones uh, will sometimes be at Epcot or Disney Springs, but typically, um, like the the your your basic one uh, will show up. Okay, like you know, like at your door. Uh, but it. the specialty ones, typically, yes, you do have to go in and get and actually get them. And I, I, but I don't mind that. I think it's like a cool special thing at Epcot, usually for a festival, like the the figment one that looked like it was painted for Festival of the Arts, and like the the Christmas ones. And my favorites are like the the Christmas one. One year was uh, it was Chip and Dale, but they're like small ornaments. So there's one that's Chip and one that's Dale, and they're like t- okay. they're like smaller magnets. But like when you put them next to each other, they take up the space of like one magnet. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I really like playing around with that one and like, like you know, having them go diagonal or you know, it's it. I don't know. I enjoy it. I think it's cool. All right, so no word on yet on what that design is going to be. Um, just thinking about it, like what's coming up. I mean, I guess it would be. I mean, I wouldn't mind a Halloween one for the fall. Right, that would make sense. Like you know, that would be pretty cool. But uh, who knows? I've been waiting for a Pooh Bear magnet forever. But, you know, we'll see. They don't usually step outside, like, the the Fab Five. And then, like, you know, there was a Remy one one time. There was a Simba one. And there was a Figment one. And an orange Simba bird. Simba one. Ah, Simba one. <clears throat> I don't think a Pooh Bear one is out of the question. Speaking of which, uh, got to meet Pooh Bear and Tigger the other day. Okay. At their meet and greet at, in Magic Kingdom. And just, you know, great to have that back. Uh, okay, so here's a uh, kind of a da- kind of a bummer, especially for those of us that like love to stay at Disney resorts and really enjoy this. The H two O plus products that you normally get in your hotel room at Disney, that company is going out of business and is not going to be oh, producing that. products anymore. Yeah, after thirty three years and almost fifteen years as a supplier of Disney's resort and cruise line toiletry products, H two O plus has announced it will cease operations. In an announcement in the official H2O Plus website, the company says, After 30-plus amazing years of innovation, we have made the very difficult decision to retire the brand at the end of the year. H2O Plus became a fixture in Disney Resort hotel rooms in 2008, supplying complimentary skincare and hair products. The product's future with Disney is unclear, with the company saying it will fulfill its obligation to supply products in accordance with agreements with its business partners. So we might still have it in Disney, but it might just like be off the market. 
Do you like the H2O Plus products? They're fine. I mean, I don't really think about it too much. Have you, like, you used to get them in, like, the little tubes, and I've got a couple of the tubes, like, in my bathroom that I don't actually open. They're just kind of out there for decoration. But okay. the, um, and, you know, they used to do, like, the, the soap with the Mickey face on it, which they don't mm-hmm. do anymore. But now I've noticed my last couple trips where I've stayed in a resort, like, the products are kind of, like, in the shower as, like, a, um, in, like, a dispenser. And the dispenser's, yeah. like, locked into place, so you can't, like, just steal all of them. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie; it doesn't really matter to me either way. I don't know. It's, all, it's part of the experience. I, like the smell of like that, like lotion or like that that facial soap. Like to me, that just like reminds me of my trip. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get it. It's funny. My wife will always bring her own anyway. Right. She wants to use the product she wants to use, and I don't really care. Right. I'm a guy. I'm like mm-hmm. taking a shower. Here's soap. Here's shampoo. This yeah. works. You know. Soap, so, shampoo, conditioner, lotion, like they, they've got it all. Uh, I'm now. I'm sure, like on the Wish and everything like that, it's still going to be the H2O Plus products. So, you know, we'll see. The H2O Plus parent company Pola Orbis Holdings said, since joining the group, H2O Plus has been engaged in the manufacture and sale of cosmetics, primarily in the U.S. However, the business environment surrounding the beauty brand has become quote extremely difficult, with sales falling short of expectations. Polo acquired H2O Plus in 2010. At the time of the acquisition, Polo said it would expand the brand in Asia. Going forward, H2O Plus will fulfill its obligation to supply products in accordance with agreements with its business partners and proceed with with dissolution procedures during the second half of 2023. Subsequently, the liquidation will be concluded upon the completion of the necessary procedures. So, yeah, sounds like H2O Plus is going to be a thing of the past. I wonder what Disney's going to move on to. Yeah, who knows? All right, uh, Disney Plus Day is coming up on September 8th, and we've got some news about how that's going to be celebrated in the parks. In celebration of Disney Plus Day on September 8th, 2022, all guests at Walt Disney World will be able to enter the theme parks early. Now, if it's all guests being able to enter the theme parks early, does it really is that early entry, or is that just like they open the park early? Yeah, they just open the park early. Yeah. So here are the full deets for resort and non-resort hotel guests. Disney Plus subscribers and their guests that have a valid theme park ticket or pass and a park reservation for September 8, 2022 will be able to use early theme park entry 30 minutes before park open and enter Disney's Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom Park, and Epcot beginning at 8.30 a.m. or Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park at 7.30. Guests of Disney Resort Hotels with valid theme park admission and park reservation will be able to enjoy theme park entry 60 minutes before park open and enter Disney's Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom Park, and Epcot beginning at 8 a.m. or Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park beginning at 7 a.m. as part of their early entry benefit. Resort ID is required for this. During the early entry period, select attractions, entertainment services, stores, and restaurants will be available. Guests with one park per day tickets must spend the day at the same park where they would like to enjoy the early entry period. Guests with the park hopper option can enjoy early entry into their reserved park and then go to another park beginning at 2 p.m., subject to park capacity. Now, also at Disney's Hollywood Studios... Um, you can celebrate Disney Plus Day with a Disney Plus character meet and greet and plus cavalcades and, quote, more surprises throughout the day. Guests staying at select Walt Disney World Resort hotels can wind down with a special Disney Plus screening at Movie Under the Stars. Now, this said Disney Plus subscribers and their guests. So, like, do you have to show, like, your Disney Plus? Like, like I mean, or are they just assuming everybody has Disney Plus at this point? <laughs> I think they're I think they're just assuming it. I imagine if every single person had to pull up their Disney Plus on their phone 
how that would take a while to get. Yeah, in, I mean, because but... on the one hand, on the one hand, they're saying like all guests can do this, but then they're like Disney Plus subscribers. I think they're just kind of assuming everybody has it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like I, I can't think of like anyone that I know that doesn't have Disney Plus at this point. Yeah, no, me neither. Like everyone, even though you know Chappic just boosted up the uh, the the monthly. Wait, you think you raised yeah, it like I'm three bucks out. or something? I'm gonna have to actually start paying for it now. Oh, you had it for free with like a special promotion? No, I I bought that when they first opened. Oh, you bought like a couple of years, free. right? I bought three years worth, and it ends up coming out to three dollars and forty one cents a month. But hmm. you paid up front, so I'm like, whatever. I mean, it's Disney Plus. Right. I'm never gonna not have it, right? Um, but now I'm gonna have to go and start paying for it. I have a bit of a streaming service problem in that I have to have every streaming service. I don't. Yeah, I do, man. I've got Netflix. I've got Disney Plus. I've got Hulu. I've got YouTube TV. I've got YouTube Premium. Why? Like, I because I don't Why want do commercials. I pay ten dollars a month to not have YouTube commercials. I I'm a sick human being. See, I don't ever really watch YouTube, so that I wouldn't do. Oh, I fall um, down YouTube rabbit holes all the time. <laughs> when you're when when you're when when your full time job is authoring books, like occasionally, like you're just like, ah, you know, I haven't thought about the the final fight scene in or the the Liu Kang versus reptile fight scene in Mortal Kombat for a while. Let me watch recreation videos on YouTube, like the things that just pop into your head. Funny, when, I, mm-hmm. There's a movie I wanted to see, and I'm like, where is this movie streaming? And last night we we're talking about it. It's like, oh, AMC Plus. And I'm like, yeah, nah, I, you know I'm what? Good. I haven't gone that far. I don't have AMC Plus. I can't go down that road. But I have Paramount Plus. I have Peacock. Um, you know, to be fair, I use my parents' HBO uh, Max because they right. have they, they still have cable and they have HBO through their cable. So I just use their cable login to get HBO Max. Um, but if they didn't, I would have HBO Max. Uh, and and to, and to be fair, the rest of my family all uses like all of my streaming services. Yeah, <laughs> like, I actually share streaming services with my sister in law, and, and we, we kind of like you know she uses my Disney Plus. Yeah, everyone. Well, everyone has their own Netflix, but my family uses my Paramount Plus, my uh, Peacock, my Hulu, um, <laughs> my Disney Plus. Um, yeah, so like, I'm because I don't care, like, I'm already paying for it. So, I mean, but I have Funimation, I have Crunchyroll, I've got like, I've got so many of these services, and I'm like, how often do I actually watch all of these services? That's what I'm saying. Like, you're that guy who goes like months between watching Crunchyroll, but you've been paying for it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean, the one like Paramount Plus, like, I'll go through a rabbit hole where I'll watch Paramount Plus for like a week straight because I'll find something on there that I really like, but then, like, yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, I have a bit of a problem with it. Yeah, that's just crazy. And so now I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm probably paying like the equivalent of what I would have paid for cable with all these streaming services, especially oh, like YouTube and like YouTube TV. I'm like, why do I even have this? Like right. <laughs> at the end of the day, like, I mean, because I know why I have it, because like when something is on live TV, like when a new show is on, like Better Call Saul, I needed to I needed YouTube TV for that. Because okay, I wanted to watch sure. it live. Um, See, I am the, and there's a lot of us out there. I'm the person who will always have to have cable because I love sports. Yeah. And despite the fact that you're like, oh, this streaming service carries sport. No, no, they don't carry they all don't. of them. 
Like well, in my area, you can't really get MSG on a streamer. It's not possible. So am I going to not watch the Nixon Rangers this year? No, I'm going to still watch them. Well, and you know what? And that's why I have YouTube TV also is so that I can watch hockey. Right. Like during hockey season, I get a lot of use out of it because and like the DVR there. I don't know if cable DVR has this yet, but you can literally like enter a team name. Like so I enter in like Tampa Bay Lightning and then I could it just automatically records all of their games across every channel that it, that that it carries. Huh. I, I wouldn't record live sports, but that's me. Well, because I don't always watch live. You know, sometimes like I'll, I'll join a game like a half hour late and I want to watch from the beginning. I get that. Um, but like, so I have it to I have it set up to capture um, Tampa Bay Lightning and Orlando City Soccer. Which, okay, that's on board. Those are like the two teams that I love. So, all right. So we've got no uh, no resort news, no water park news, no Disney Springs news, but we do have some Magic Kingdom news. Okay, uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party is continuing to sell out. And I, that's not meaning it's going corporate. It was already corporate. What I mean by that is that several nights of it are selling out. Uh, so with August now completely sold out, dates are beginning to fill up throughout September. Sold out dates for September include the 2nd, 5th, 9th, 13th, 16th, 18th, 20th, and 30th. Now I'm going on the 16th, and that's a sold out night now. So I'm a little bummed about that. But I kind of assumed it was coming. In October, three dates so far are at capacity, including October 2nd, 30th, and 31st. You've got to figure the 30th and 31st sell out really quick every year. With, yeah. the, with the addition of the latest sold-out dates, Disney has now reached capacity for 17 out of 37 nights. If you're looking for lower price tickets, act now, as September 11th is the last remaining date at $119. The next cheapest ticket is priced at $139 for September 23rd. October sees prices rise to $159 and $179, which is insane. I would never pay yeah. that much. Like uh, I, think, I, I think we did the $119 for the, the 16th. <laughs> I don't know. My fiance took care of all that. <laughs> so we have our we have our joint credit card. So um, I remember when this hit a hundred dollars, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah, who's ever paying a hundred dollars to go I to know. the park for four hours?" I know, and now it's almost at two. Oof, man, within three years, it will be at two. It might even be at two next year. For like I will Halloween say this. Night. Tell me what you think about this, because you know I've been like planning a trip and. Uh, and, and we were talking about the Christmas party. I'm like, listen, I really have no interest in spending that much money. Right. It. You know? Right. Well, you've done it already, older, too. Like, I, it's not, yeah, we've done it. It's it's not the same, you know, for them just because of mm-hmm. their age. I mean, but I was thinking about doing the Wild Africa Trek. I've heard great things about the Wild Africa Trek. I wholeheartedly recommend this because... I mean, it's expensive, it, but I feel like it. I, I feel like we would love that way more than going to one of the parties. You know I agree. I, mean? I agree with you. And I think that... Because it gives you... Like, it's something that you're familiar with already, which is the safari, but it gives you a whole new perspective on it, from what I understand. Like, yeah, it's on my list of things cool. to do, too, is the Wild Africa Trek. I'm, I almost have Heather sold on spending the money to do it. Yeah, I I think I definitely think you should go. I think it would be a great opportunity for you guys. Yeah, I, I think it looks fun. They you, take a ton of pictures. Yeah, have you ever, have you guys ever done a tour before? No. I was gonna say I don't think you're usually like a tour family, but maybe now that well, the kids nah, are getting older. Honestly, the kid, like, you know, Abby was always kind of like young and wasn't gonna want to do a giant right, you know, walking tour. Or, right. Um, but this, I feel like everyone is into, and everyone kind of like likes the idea. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think it's one of the yeah, coolest tours they've got. 
Uh, I was going to do the Rhino tour because I love Rhino. I was right? just yep. about to ask because I know of your Rhino love that if yeah. you were ever going to do up close with Rhinos, which is still. So I'm like, cool, let's let's do this. Yeah. And and everyone's like, all right, that sounds really nice. And then somehow that spun into maybe we should do the, you know, Wild Africa track. Right. And then Heather was like, I would love to do that. And I'm like, OK, my wife almost never asks to do things, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, maybe we got to do this. So that's where we're at. Yeah, the the up close at Rhinos, my friends Stephanie and Chris did it, and they loved it. So, uh, you know, if in the future that is something you still want to do, apparently you do get to touch a rhino. I still maintain it. Yeah, I still maintain that the the name up close with Rhinos just sounds like a bad idea. But yeah, apparently nobody's died yet. So Uh, apparently from what she told me, it feels like touching a furry basketball. Okay. Yeah. I I know that also if they feel that the rhinos are not, you know, up to participating, then you don't. Yeah, yeah, of course. New... But I know there's two rope bridges in the in the Wild Africa track. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it just seems like a cool idea. So I don't know. Maybe I'm going to do that. Yeah, my my aunt and uncle did it uh, recently, and they had great things to say about it. So okay. a new version of Disney Enchantment has debuted. Did you hear about this? I didn't. It was just the other evening. Um, in response to a lackluster guest response to Disney Enchantment, Disney has tapped Walt to bring some nostalgia to the centerpiece of the Walt Disney World 50th celebration. Um, the updated show features new projections with Walt Disney introducing the Florida Project and other archive clips, including Walt Disney World's dedication ceremony with Roy Disney. The updated introduction ends with Mickey Mouse telling guests, you are the magic. So beyond the new introduction, though, the remainder of the show is essentially the same as it's been since September 30th, 2021. However, some firework timings have been adjusted to integrate with this new introduction. So they've added a new introduction to try to pull on your heartstrings with Enchantment, a show that basically nobody likes. Uh, I mean, I'm all for injecting more Walt into this. I'm looking at some of the pictures, and I mean, it does look like something that I would enjoy seeing. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that sounds great to me. Yeah, I mean, like, because I mean, you know, like when um, in Happily Ever, was it Happily Ever After, where they had Walt at the end, where he said, "I just want to remind everyone it all started with a mouse" or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. That always that tugged at my heartstrings a bit. Like I always like got teary eyed at that part. Okay. So, you know, it's like the Meet the Robinsons. You ever see Meet the Robinsons? No. You've never seen Meet the Robinsons? Nope. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. I know. There's, um, there's a bunch of Disney movies that I've never seen that would shock you. At the end of Meet the Robinsons, they break out a Walt quote. Oh, like okay. On the screen, and after like a a movie that is, has some like you know emotional content to it, um, it's it's fitting and it always kind of chokes me up a little bit. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. So these changes, uh, according to www.magic.com, are unlikely to sway opinion for those that have been unimpressed by Disney Enchantment, which is basically everybody. But still, the inclusion of some history connects the show with the 50th celebration in a way glaringly missing from the original version and, at the very least, shows that Disney is listening to some feedback. You can see the updated version of Disney Enchantment nightly at 9 p.m., except on days when the park hosts Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So there you go. I actually think I might have to check this out. It is very rare. I've only seen Enchantment once, and I was very un. I was like, I was like, okay, I guess it's all right. But like, I was pretty unimpressed by it. I never really went back after that because it is very rare for me to be in the parks that late. I, you know, right. 
especially Magic Kingdom, because you know how I feel about that whole mess. So, Epcot news. Uh, the Epcot parking lot is getting some improvements. The uh, It's getting some much-needed attention, according to www.magic.com. The surface is currently being replaced, with sections being closed off to vehicles as work is completed. The Epcot parking lot has been in very poor shape for a number of years due to normal wear and tear made worse by the frequent Run Disney events on the parking lot. Yeah, Run Disney. There you go. That's what's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> also new this month is the addition of signage promoting the new My Disney Experience car locator feature. Looking forward to Walt looking forward, Walt Disney Imagineering has filed permits for new signage throughout the parking lot, which will see new numbering schemes assigned to the sections. I wonder if they're gonna inject IP into that. Like you're parked in Figment. I would think so. Right. I now, mean, don't they normally? Yeah, but I'm not Epcot. Epcot's like Amaze, right. Create, Inspire, like you know, you have Discovery or Discover. Um so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with uh with all that i would like to see them inject like figment into there and and i don't know what what characters would you use for epcot that's the problem right? well, it would probably you know what i would assume it'd be remy figment elsa or olaf probably and like what other and like and like groot yeah because it would have to okay. usually it's stuff that they've got in the parks like yeah uh, like all of the the ones at Hollywood, or if it's not Mickey, it's like Buzz Lightyear and Jesse or Woody, and you know, it's Toy Story and Star Wars is BB-8 lot, right? Uh, Magic Kingdom ones are still interesting to me. Like having a having a Zerg parking lot, like Zerg is a thing. <laughs> Love Zerg, yeah, but like you think like in terms of like the great Disney villains of all time, like you've got a Zerg parking lot. Well, in the villain section. Well, I mean, and each of them like match up to a character on most of them match up to a character on the other side. Because you've got Zerg, Jafar, Scar, Hook. But then you have Ursula and uh, Cruella in the far back. And then on the hero side, you've got Woody, Aladdin, Simba, Peter Pan, Mulan and Rapunzel. So like the back ones don't match up, but the front ones do. I love that you know all this because I'm so like deficient in like parking lot information. Oh, I know, I know. <sighs> all right. Uh, oh, did you see what happened at the Imagination Pavilion yesterday? No. A water pipe broke, and water was literally shooting up into the sky out of the building. The entire building was shut down. Wow. Yeah, like it was shooting up like a geyser. Like there were, it was all over like Twitter and everything. That's crazy. It was absolutely insane. But now my thing is that if, if this is, um, you know, if this is something that is like, because they're saying like, oh, there was water in the building too. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is never reopening. Right. Like, because that's not going to be top on their list of things to fix. Especially in the, in the Chappic, uh in the Chappic rain. Like, right. Figment is not going to be something that they want to fix. But, of course, that building is also where, you know, you've got the Mickey meet and greet now, the secret Mickey meet and greet. Yep. So. Uh, oh, right. Oh, and um, in, in typical two men in the mouse fashion, remember how last week we were talking about, uh, you know, the pumpkins only being the Cinderella pumpkins and not the Mickey pumpkins? We we posted the show, and then like an hour later, there was a news article where it's like, Mickey pumpkins return to the Magic Kingdom. So, 
you know. I tell you, I still thought those Cinderella pumpkins are cool. I know you do, but I just, you know, I love how this happens to us all the time. Like, literally the day that we post the show, these things happen. I want to know what what today's thing is. I know. Um, Expedition Everest, in Animal Kingdom news, Expedition Everest has been experiencing prolonged downtime. So, um, the popular roller coaster at Animal Kingdom was closed all day last Friday and remained closed throughout the weekend. In a push notification to my Disney experience, guests at Animal Kingdom were updated by Animal Kingdom Vice President Sarah Riles. It said, pardon the inconvenience. On behalf of the entire team at Disney's Animal Kingdom, I'd like to apologize that Expedition Everest Legend of the Forbidden Mountain is unavailable today. Our cast members have been working diligently to get the attraction up and running again, and we are sorry you're not able to experience this attraction at this time. I hope you will enjoy some of our other attractions during your experience in the parks today. That was from Sarah Riles, Vice President of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Expedition Everest underwent a major three-month-long software update earlier in the year, reopening to guests in mid-April 2022, but seems to still be experiencing a lot of uh, a lot of issues there. Thoughts about that? Like, I mean, would it would it really bum your family out? Because I know you don't go on it, but like, would it bum Ethan and your wife out if like you guys went and Expedition Everest was closed? I mean, I don't think so. I, I think they would go on it if it was open, but I don't think it would ruin our day. Let me Listen, t- I, this, this is going to sound terrible, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything in Animal Kingdom that could close, even Flight of Passage, that would like really affect our trip. Even the safari? like That's my favorite. But how often yeah, is that closed? I, I've never seen that closed. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen it closed either. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we just don't put too much you know, trip stock into like Animal Kingdom as far as like that's our, those are like must do things. Right. Why do you hate Animal Kingdom so much? They don't. I like it. Uh-huh. I, I, the amount of people I know who go to Disney and don't go to Animal Kingdom. It's I'm crazy. Like, crazy. It's crazy. And you know, it's so funny because people that have been listening to this show since the beginning knows in the first like two years of the show, I was very anti Animal Kingdom. You? you? you Do you remember that? Like the whole like Kevin hates it's Animal like Kingdom you stuff? You were anti Universal Studios. Yeah. And then you became anti Disneyland. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm anti something until until I enjoy it. You know, like <laughs> you take you have these hot takes all the time. I do, I do. I mean, look, I'm still like I'm still miffed about anything Disneyland gets that we don't get. But you know, I I am going to be going there because I feel like it is my my duty as a Disney fan of to. Of course, and it's wonderful. Uh huh. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how wonderful it is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I when when I moved down here. It also t- it took me like a month to go to Animal Kingdom after I got here. So finally I was like, all right, I'll go. And I love Animal Kingdom. There have been times where I've counted, because, you know, like my favorite park fluctuates pretty consistently. There there was a period of probably about six months where Animal Kingdom was my number one. I love that park. Huh. I really do. I find that hard to believe, but all right. I really love that. I would say like it, it's up there with Haunted Mansion. The Safari is like my favorite attraction. Hmm. And not just because it was key to one of our uh, our classic jokes for about a year, until people ran it into the ground <laughs> like a railroad it's a spike. Safari, one of my favorite attractions. I can't say it's one of my favorite, and I love it, but I can't say it's one of my favorites. I just love it because it's always a unique experience. It's different every single time. I mean, look, I've been on some bad safaris. Yeah, but that's the problem, right? So a unique experience every time means that there's definitely a window for this one to not be as good. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the risk that you take, but, and I think it's also another As one of those, to like, something where it's great all the time. I think, in, I think in another 
it's another one of those like living there versus traveling there is, you know, if I get a bad safari, it's not the end of the world. I can go on it again next week. But if you're taking a trip down there, you have one Animal Kingdom day, like most people do. You know, you get a bad safari. You're like, oh, all right. This was the safari, I guess. Which is funny because last time we went, I had probably the best safari of the, what, 25, Mm -hmm. 24 years that I've been going to Animal Kingdom. What made it so great? I don't know. It was just awesome. All the animals were out. It was like, really, we really got to see everything. Mm-hmm. Like when you see like, like the lions moving and like the hippos yeah, the out, lions and... weren't just like asleep. It was actually a really good safari. Yeah, no, I mean I've I've always enjoyed that. I mean I've seen some really like awesome, awesome things like on the safari throughout. You know, our my my uh, you know throughout the last seven years, like faux sun sunset. Yeah, like big LED was, screen. Was it sunrise or sunset? <laughs> like an LED screen. It was like a just like a baseball scoreboard. <laughs> I mean, I was like three minutes into that safari, and I'm like, never again. This is the dumbest thing ever. Oh my god! Like, and I remember when I told you about it, you were like, "There's no way it's that." You're you're like exaggerating, and then I was like, "Yeah, Wait, how could it be that bad?" Yeah, no, it's that bad. It is. <sighs> All right, the Frozen in Hollywood Studios news: the Frozen sing along is closing for a refurbishment. The plan of refurbishment of For the First Time in Forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration, has been rescheduled for early 2023. The closure was originally planned for late August, so around this time, but will now take place January 9th through the 27th, reopening to guests on the 28th in 2023. Plans for the refurbishment include updates to the theater with new carpeting and seating. So there you go. I'm happy that people still go to this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty funny. Like, I went to it for the first time in forever. Uh um pretty recently and i was like oh this is like really charming and funny and i'm shocked that my fiance doesn't ever want to go to this like she's never gone into it because she loves frozen like she's a total frozen girl like she she, and she likes frozen 2 more than frozen 1 people frozen 2 is great people like frozen 2 i love frozen 2 i think i do think it's the superior movie i think there are stakes to the movie like there's that actual story i don't don't think Uh, it's as good but but I, I do think it is a, a well-constructed sequel that had a lot to live up to, and I feel like it did a great job. I think Into the Unknown is is probably my favorite Frozen song. Yeah, I, listen, I think we all got, um, you know, fatigue from those songs in the first movie, yeah. of course. But yeah. but I, I do think they're, you know, you got to recognize the greatness of that movie. I mean, I do. I don't dislike that movie at all. Do you watch Ted Lasso? I don't. There's a there's a scene where where they play "Let It Go" or when a character like sings "Let It Go," and it, it brought me back to why that song was so amazing in the first place. Because first of all, the show is produced by, by uh, written and and run by Bill Lawrence, who is the guy that made Scrubs, and Scrubs okay. is really good at using music effectively, and he uses this song, and it's it's fantastic. So yeah, no, I've never seen. It. I heard season one is good. All of it's good. I mean, I'm still in the middle of season two, like because I'm watching it with my fiance, and so like we forget that we're watching it sometimes, and <laughs> so I'm I'm still pretty far behind. Like all my friends that I've turned on to the show have lapped me in terms of watching it. Right. All right. Ready to take a quick, quick commercial break? Hear from our sponsors, and then be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More two men in the mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. 
course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier? Makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008, and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own, and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer, folks. Take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com. Hey listeners, this is Mark Daniel, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse.
Folks, we all know that Walt Disney World is a place of fun and excitement where memories are built that can last an entire lifetime. But it can also be one of the most romantic places on the planet, and few memories last longer in a person's life than the moment they get engaged. Walt Disney World has been host to thousands upon thousands of engagements over the years, each with their own special story to tell. Just last week, I asked my girlfriend to marry me in, on Disney property, uh, and years ago, Pete did the same with his wife. And so many of you have similar stories that should be shared and celebrated. So this week, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are sharing your Disney engagement stories and our e-ticket attraction of the week is brought to you by our friends at Kingdom Strollers who will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams on your next Orlando vacation. Okay, so you want to hear my story first before we get into this? I'd love to hear your story. Okay, so in typical Kev fashion, this doesn't go according to plan. That's what I was hoping. Yeah. (laughs) There was a lot of like, but it was a lot of things kind of lining up perfectly. So a little backstory here. Originally, I was going to propose on the cruise, but then it's like her birthday during that period. So I was like, yeah, maybe not. And um, and then um, I decided I was going to propose at the beach. Like, remember that beach I told you about that park? Yes. Uh, I was going to do it there. I was going to do it there on September the 1st when we go down. But then um, something came up September 1st and we had to push our beach day back to September the 6th. So I was like, oh, I guess I got to push the engagement back. And then I was like, no, I'm going to push it forward. And I decided this literally Friday night and we were going Saturday morning. So now I'm like, okay, how do I do this? Because here's the thing about my fiance. She does not like spectacle. It's, okay, it's, I like that. Yeah, it's why I, it's why I don't like, you know, tag her in things on social media or anything like that. It, she does not like all that, like, Wait, attention. I, she, she would Trust me, I got that. Yeah, if I tried to propose to her in the middle of the Magic Kingdom on Main Street, like with a PhotoPass photographer in front of Cinderella Castle, and everybody like gasped and applauded, she would be mortified. She would say no, and she would probably punch me in the face. Well, uh, we both know you'd be doing it at Animal Kingdom, not Magic right? Kingdom, of course, so. of course, in front of the Tree of Life. Uh, but so now I've got so so I've been trying to plan these like quiet little proposals that could be very private like on the cruise my original plan was to propose in the adults only beach um because i like i i had checked it out and every video i'd watch it's pretty sparse so i'm like oh we can walk down the beach and be away from people and you know and then on the on the beach park over in cape canaveral i was like yeah you know if we go on a weekday but also i can't really control like i don't have like i don't know enough about this location to know when it's quiet you know right so we can get there and it could be packed and you know i can't find a spot so now i'm like okay so the parks are out i definitely can't propose in the parks where can i propose then i think okay the polynesian resort it kind of takes my other two ideas and and wraps it into you know the beach theme now, Polynesian Resort, usually pretty crowded during the day anyway. Uh, but then I'm like, okay, but what about over by like the Luau Cove? What used to be the Luau Cove? There are beaches over there, like kind of on the walkway to Grand Floridian, where I can like pull her onto the beach and just do it there, and probably nobody would be there. So I look it up. I look up a YouTube video of, because I've never actually been over into that area. So I, I look up the a YouTube video of like the walk from the Poly to the Grand Floridian. And and so I'm like watching it and I'm like, I have like a little notebook and I'm like marking like where I think I need to go. So I see a beach. X marks the spot. Yeah, I see a beach. It's kind of by the wedding pavilion. I'm like, oh, that's kind of perfect. So 
before we go, I'm like, hey, let's stop at the Polynesian so we can like look at see if they have like any cool like like you know tropical shirts for the cruise. And she's like, oh, that's a good idea. So we stop, and I'm like, you know, I've never been over like on this side of the resort. We should like explore. And she's like, sure. So we're walking, and um, you know, we're 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 going there, and I see the beach, and I'm like, okay, here we go. There's nobody around. I'm like, this is it. This is perfect. So I go to walk on the beach. And I'm like, oh, this beach is so nice. Hey, come here. Walk on the beach with me. And she goes, no. And I'm like, just just walk on the beach. She goes, these are new shoes. I'm not walking in the sand with them. And I'm like, can you please just come on to the beach? And she's like, no. And like, she won't do it. Like, she's like, like fully, like fully not coming onto this beach. So my I'm like, okay, my plan is ruined now. What am I going to do on the sidewalk? Like, that's not going to happen. Then I look over at the wedding pavilion, Pete. The gates are open to the wedding plate, and there's no wedding going on. So we walk up, and I stop at the. I see a cast member at the gates, and I say to her, "Hi, um, like, are we allowed to be here right now?" And she's like, "Yeah, actually, we're having an open house today." And I'm like, "Yes, we are." So we go in, and like, we're looking at the wedding. This wedding pavilion, by the way, is gorgeous. Uh, right. And there are some people like behind, like there, there's an archway like in the back outside that kind of overlooks the Seven Seas Lagoon, and, but there were too many people over there. But it, there's a boat dock also right next to it, so there's nobody at the boat dock. There's nobody on that entire side of the building. So I pull her over to the boat dock, and I'm like, I had told her that I was making like a um, like a music video of like images and uh, pictures and stuff of us as like a way to practice my video editing skills. And I'm like, oh, I finished okay. that video by the way. So I show her the video. And it plays, and it's like, you know, like three minutes long or whatever. It's set to like a, you know, a romantic song. And she hears me getting like a little like choked up about it. And she's like, are you crying right now? And I'm like, no. Like, because <laughs> like, you know, I know what's coming. And she's just watching like a video of like images. So then the video shuts itself off. And do you ever watch the show Parks and Recreation? Uh, I've seen all the good ones. Okay. So, you know, Purred Happily? Yep. I bought a cameo from him. Okay. So the video gets cut off and the you heard with purred logo comes up. This is this is my fiance's favorite show. Okay. Like she can quote it like every episode. Like she it's like me with Back to the Future. And um so Purd comes on and he's like, Oh, hello there, Rachel, and she's like, What is this? And he's just like uh and he does it as Purd. He's like, And the story of this video is Kevin has something he needs to ask you, and what he has to ask you is this. And that's when I did it. and you know she starts crying and you know she yells of course and so then like we get to immediately look at our first wedding venue right after we get engaged on that little boat dock the boat dock was perfect though because it's so there's nobody there it's at the wedding pavilion it's beautiful it's on the water you can see the castle you can see the polynesian you can see the grand floridian like it was the most perfect location so yeah it was like a total home run and then we went to the magic so then afterward we say to the um I see the Casimir lady again as we walk inside and I'm like, oh yeah, we just got engaged. She goes, oh, congratulations. And then like we, we keep walking around and then she comes up to us and she goes, do you mean like right now? And I'm like, yeah. And she was like, oh my gosh. So she like was like, do you want pictures? And like she took us back over to the dock and she took pictures for us. Uh, she got us the buttons, but she didn't just get like right. They don't have the just engaged buttons anymore in the parks. They have like the happily ever after buttons. Or the I'm right. celebrating buttons. She had the just engaged buttons. So she gave those to us. And then, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so then we, you know, like we looked around the wedding pavilion, a place we'll never be able to afford to get married at. Uh, 
So what about this? Would you consider getting married on a friendship boat by the ship captain? Oh, that would be that would be really funny. <laughs> like the, the office hey, instead of Niagara. I Falls. know this is a fifteen minute uh, ride. Do you think? You <laughs> Do you think they're like an us? official captain? Like, like they're allowed to marry you? Like, well, you'd have to be. I mean, I guess if you're like in the waters by Epcot, you're technically in international waters, right? There you go. You could have them them marry you right yeah. there. But it would have to be the friendship boat that only goes from like the UK pavilion like to the like from yeah. from like the UK to Morocco. Yeah, it this is gonna be quick. Yeah. But the entire boat's filled with like your family. Yeah, of course. Uh <laughs> playing that Chris Brown song like in the office, wearing the ponchos. No, that would never happen. Uh, oh, no, because yeah, if ponchos were were involved here, then it wouldn't happen. So um <clears throat> so then we went to the magic you know we got on the monorail went to the magic kingdom um had a great day there we ate at crystal palace uh my fiance ate four prime ribs whoa four prime ribs uh i had two and one of which was the end piece which was like the greatest moment of my life getting the end piece i like that in a day like this that was the greatest moment of your life i mean you know priorities here right like you know the things you take away from it you yeah know? they so they had this um they had these chicken tenders that were basically country fried chicken but they were chicken tenders okay it was really really good so you know delicious meal there we meet winnie the pooh we watched festival of fantasy she had never seen festival of fantasy before so uh you know we watched that and then like later on we're, we're heading toward haunted mansion and so we're behind yield christmas shop and like we're we're moving toward um, Haunted Mansion, but then we hear, and like the Festival Fantasy Parade's coming through again. So now we're trapped. There's no way to get to Haunted Mansion without like circling the entire park, basically. So right. she goes, Why don't we just, you know, because we're in a shaded area, we're behind Yield Christmas Shop. She goes, Why don't we just watch the parade again? So I'm like, All right, yeah, fine, why not? So we're watching, you know, away we go, wondrous magic. All of a sudden, I hear these two girls like scream behind us. Like an excitement. And I look back. It's the stepsisters. Okay. It's Cinderella's stepsisters. And they come running up next to us. And they start interacting with all the characters in the parade. They're yelling to Charming. They're yelling to Philip. They're yelling to Ariel. They're jawjacking with the with the Lost Boys. It was such a cool moment. I got it on video. I posted it in our group. And then um, afterward, we got to meet the stepsisters. Because they were right there in the um, the, the gazebo. So they went yeah. right. They went right back to the gazebo. And let me tell you something: when you just got engaged, the best character you can meet is the stepsisters, because Why? they're really funny with it. Like, because they get all bitter and jealous about it. Because you know, they got nobody but each other. Right. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that was my story. It was. It was kind of a day that I like think that's great. Yeah. It was a day that like then on the way back we're on the we're on the ferry boat and we're like in the middle of the worst thunderstorm I've ever been outdoors for. And I mean like Pete, the lightning was the we saw the Seven Seas Lagoon got struck by lightning while we were on the boat. Okay. Like I saw the I've never been that close to a lightning bolt before. I was like, this must have been what it's like. It was like Thor: Love and Thunder. It was. It was more like trying to fly in that final battle in um, Rise of Skywalker when Palpatine shocks the sky. Uh, I've only seen. Go. At least I think so. I've only seen that movie once. So I was gonna say a great Rise of Skywalker reference for yeah. most of our listeners who probably haven't or didn't bother to watch yeah. it. No, most of them watched it, but they only watched it once. 
it's not really a repeat viewing uh right you know. i've seen it many times but have you well i mean i have a different type of job than most people i can watch that stuff at work oh uh, yeah i guess that's true all right so let's hear your story listen my story is really simple i, I will just because i'll i'll tailor this to your things not going as right as possible right i had planned this many many years ago what year is what year is this this is 2001 yep okay 2001 Uh, um and i'm like i i like broke the bank and like we're gonna stay at the poly like i didn't have like the money but i scraped it together i'm like this is gonna be fantastic i get we flew in at night i got there it was the coldest disney trip we've ever taken it was 32 degrees the day that we got engaged oh man 32 I only know that because the night before the emergency broadcast comes on the television. Yeah, the real emergency broadcast right. comes on the television because I guess in Florida, if your palm trees freeze, they can die. Yeah. Right. I don't have that up here in the north. I don't know what that's about. You gotta like, like wrap I see them. emergency broadcast. I assume we're under attack. I'm like, what's happening? You know what I mean? Um Al Qaeda. The next morning I wake up and this woman had wrapped her trees in blankets and it got struck by lightning and most blankets are extremely flammable. And it was just this like literal tiki torch into the sky. And oh, this woman's no. like, uh, it was, it was bad. So we went and I mean, dude, this, this whole trip was really, really cold. I had booked a luau. I had booked a boat rental. This is all canceled. Like literally this is me checking yeah. in. They're like, well, and the guy who I'm checking in with at the counter is like and it's like a downpour when we got there the guy i'm checking in with is like well it is supposed to be warmer next week so it'll probably start luau hours again next week okay and i, I look at him like dude you see the dates i'm here yeah like, can, why would you can tell you, me like well can next you week say, it's gonna be better oh the first order they're they're cracking down on the oh. house oh man so what what, what month is this and what resort were you staying in we were staying at the poly okay and this is december okay Usually this does not happen in December. Yeah, no. So, which is funny because I went back, I guess, maybe 14 months later in February. And we were with friends. And I was like, hey, guys, listen, you need to bring a coat. Because we didn't have anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, you didn't, you you didn't know to bring coat, that. Bring a, pair, bring a pair of pants. And it was uh, like 92 every day. I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, so we were in Magic Kingdom. And I had, so I always carry a backpack when I'm in the parks and I had did not want, you know, it's not like my then girlfriend can't go in my backpack. Of course she can. Like she wants to put something in my backpack. She can. So I'm like, man, what I got to like hide this like ring. So I put this ring like inside of like a little Captain America lunchbox, (laughs) then inside of a bigger Spider-Man lunchbox. And then I put that into a bag. I made it so that if she did go in it. I would have time because if she was like, "What's in here? What's in this Spider-Man lunchbox? What's in this Captain America lunchbox?" She would do that, but it would buy me enough time that I could get to it. So the best part of this was we were going to have lunch and watch, uh, you know, our buddy Sunny Eclipse. Right. So we go in there, and it's not like now where it's like, "Oh, here's a table because you ordered food." Right. Back then, it was like you know you had to like fight for a table. Yeah. And it's holiday week. I mean, it was jam packed in this place. Oh, so this is the week of Christmas then. Yeah, it's it's like zero degrees outside. Practically, uh-huh. we get there. I go inside. As I'm walking inside, there's a table for two getting up and walking away. 
right? Like, I, you know, technically a four top, I guess. Perfect. But I'm like, oh my gosh, let's go right here. And you know, you know what those lines are like back in the day. Like, it's just 30 people deep on every line. Yeah. So I like run over, I put my bag on one of the chairs, and I'm like, Heather, you wait here, I'll go get your food. <gasps> and she's like, oh, great. You left the so bag. She- I left the bag. Now here's the problem, Kevin. I go and I jump on this line of thirty <laughs> plus people. Right. I'm. I have moved up like five people in this line, which is significant. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're oh like, yeah. Okay, we're getting there. It's it's thirty two degrees outside, so I'm wearing like three sweatshirts indoors. When all of a sudden I realize, oh my god, I've pretty much left an item in that bag that is all the money I could possibly have. At like 22 years old. Uh-huh. Like I'm like, oh my God. And Heather's like not even facing the bag. She's like sitting the other way. And I, I mean, I am like panicking now at this point. Okay. So I am like just completely sweating, wearing like as much clothes as you could imagine wearing in like a Disney park. Right. And this line just will not move. And I'm like, do I get out of line? Like, that just seems like not a good idea either. My rational brain is trying to comprehend that, like, my bag's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Right. So, and it was fine. But, man, that was the longest line I've ever waited on in Disney for anything. Uh It took forever. And I was completely miserable. Those Disney bag bandits didn't, didn't catch you. No one took my bag. Um... And it all worked out. And she didn't look inside and, uh, your and bag. Then, no, why would she look inside my bag? I don't know. That's the kind of irrational thought you have when you are doing it. But in hindsight, you're like, she has no reason to ever. Why would right. she look at my bag? I had the same it thought. Make any sense. I had the same thought. Right. And, I, and I got so stressed about that that at a certain point, like while her back was turned, I literally pulled the ring out of my bag to put in one of my cargo pockets on my shorts. Well, it's funny. I remember thinking that too before we went. I'm like, you know, if I if I transfer the ring in the box, like to like my like shorts, like or you know whatever I'm wearing, like she'll totally like see it. You know what I mean? But thank God, it was so cold. Like I could have like had I I was wearing layers. Yeah, I'm like I could have hidden it anywhere. Well, you that was why I, mean? I wore that was why like, I wore cargo shorts because they had the big pocket on the side and it wouldn't have like been, you know, right. So, uh, listen, it all worked out, and it was wonderful. Um, We ended up going the little walkway, which has now been much expanded. Yes. At the time, you remember, it was pretty slim. Right by Sleepy Uh, Hollow right there. Yeah, yeah. So, from the castle to Sleepy Hollow, there were two little areas with benches. And back in the day, and you remember this, there, there was no one there. No. No one. And I'm like, that's my spot right there because I don't want to, we're not like spectacle people either. And I don't need anyone else to know about this, but my wife and myself. Right. You want to, you want so, a mostly private experience. Yes. And it was the good thing about it being so cold is people aren't just like hanging out and about because it's so cold. You're doing something. Mm-hmm. You're either in a restaurant or in a ride. No one's just chilling out. Yeah. So we sat down on a bench for, for a minute and it was a wonderful moment between the two of us. Um, and I will say, ironically, about five minutes later, we were still sitting there and just talking. And some woman came over to us and just randomly was like, do you guys want a picture? Oh. And I was like, oh, you know what? I do. I'm like, we just got engaged. And she was like, oh, awesome. She took a picture of us with the castle behind it. That's and great. I just I remember like taking pictures of Heather that day. And it, it looks like she's in New Jersey, dude. Like Her nose is completely red. Yeah, I've seen like, these pictures. Frozen outside. Yeah. It was just really, really funny. 
but it it was of course the best trip in the world because yeah. you know she was completely surprised and had no idea this was coming is is and... it kind of a bummer to you that now like like the landscape of that area has changed so you can't like you know because i know you used to love to go there with the kids and like get pictures there with everybody you know no because i did get a million pictures and we have this wonderful experience and i don't i I, you know change is part of life like i'm cool with everything yeah um i will say that if i knew that that was all going down i feel like i should have (laughs) tried to inquire if i could buy one of those benches yeah because be they cool. don't they they put all new benches in and i was like oh that's a bummer yeah you know well and now like, like that, I, I knew that now that they've expanded the walkway there's so much traffic going through there and they've got the um they even got a photo pass photographer over by sleepy hollow right so yeah it's a much different area now now the, i don't think there is a quiet area in magic kingdom anymore to do it yeah like no probably not now well and that's the thing and this is like my rant that i go on all the time about how social media ruined disney Uh, because um there used to be so many quiet out of the way places like la cava tequila or just like little spots but then like everyone started instagramming them and now everyone wants to go to them you know yeah but i get that right i mean it's just the generation the world we live in yeah no i agree all right, ready to hear some of our stories from our friends around the world now that our Let's now that our it. engagement stories have been Love put it. out there? Okay, so Lindsay Ray says, uh, Mike saved up for us to stay at our favorite hotel, the Polynesian, which was so out of our price range at 23. We had a wonderful dinner at Citricos, and then he proposed to me when we got back to our room right before we watched the fireworks from our balcony. That's a nice private one in the, in the room. Yeah, yeah. I, let me tell you, I can totally understand that. What she just said was, you know, so out of our price range at 23. Yes. I mean, I was 22 and in the same boat. I remember, I don't remember what the poly cost. It was four something a night, which is funny considering what it's it like is It's like eight now. something a night now. But but I mean, I was a kid. Like, I just didn't have yeah. that money. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I wanted to make it special and I wanted it to be something. Right. So. Right. Uh, Cassidy Marinho says in 2019, my then boyfriend and I decided to do the six parks one day challenge after completing the Florida side of things. Our direct flight to L.A. was grounded in Texas for nine hours. He had intended on proposing at the finish line and even had shirts made up with six parks. One day got engaged. We finally made it to Disneyland the following day. He had the gazebo at the Disneyland Hotel set up with candles, flower petals and my family. He proposed, and it was magical. Don't worry, though, Mousers. The Six Parks One Day story still has a happy ending, too. On the last day of our trip, we were able to go to both California parks, hop on a plane back to Florida, and make it to the four Florida parks before time was up. It was exhausting, but so worth it. We followed it up with a Disney wedding at the Grand Floridian. Well, that sounds great. That does sound great. Uh, Hannah Kenyon Floyd says, I was at Disney to run the Princess Half Marathon with my aunt. The whole family was there to watch us because it was our first half marathon, my only one. The day before the race, we were at the Magic Kingdom and we were walking past the Wishing Well next to Cinderella Castle. And there was a photo pass photographer who was, quote unquote, in training and asked if he could take a picture of my family. Little did I know my now husband was hiding behind the Wishing Well. He popped out and proposed right as we finished taking pictures. That's such a great one. Yeah, that's nice. Um, 
my our, our friend Christina McSheffrey says, uh, 19 years ago, this November 9th, we went down to Disney to celebrate my birthday. We spent my actual birthday at Magic Kingdom with a dinner at Crystal Palace. After dinner, my boyfriend, now husband, said he wanted to get a good spot in front of the castle for the fireworks. I thought that was a little odd. I love the fireworks, but he could give or take them. He also brought his own camera to the park, another oddity since I'm the designated photographer. Unbeknownst to me, that camera case was holding the ring box. But we got to our spot and looked on as wishes played out over the sky. At some point, he then asked me if the fireworks were almost over, and I said, yeah, almost. Then Jiminy Cricket announced, oh, look, it's the Blue Fairy. At that moment, Larry got down on one knee. He said he didn't have anything prepared, but hoped this act in this place would be enough for me to say yes. We've been married for 18 years now and continue to share that magical place with our two beautiful daughters. To this day, I cry when I hear wishes. Pretty cool to have a soundtrack to such a great memory. That's a really nice one. I like that story a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so then Samantha Wright asked, does Universal count? And I was like, no. No, I said yes. Uh, I said, do tell. So she says, I woke up to a Hogwarts letter under the door of my hotel room. The letter was a riddle that talked about starting your journey at, Hog- at a Hogwarts as a Hogwarts student to earn your wand. So we went to the Leaky Cauldron for breakfast where the team member brought me the Sorcerer's Stone book. Inside the book had a clue that I had to figure out that led me to certain pages of the book. Once I got to the pages, uh, there were letters circled that needed to be unscrambled to lead us to the next clue. All seven books were hidden in the park. At the Shop and Forbidden Journey, the night bus... Borgen, Borgen and Burks, and a couple of others. The sixth book took us to Ollivander's, where I was chosen for the wand-choosing ceremony and literally cried because it was so fantastic. Then the seventh book led us to Platform 9 and 3 quarters. When we got on the train, my now-husband handed me another wand box. When I opened it, my ring was on Hermione's wand. It was seriously the best day. My mother-in-law and her husband were ahead of us all day, planting the books and convincing the team members to help. Then each book had a note from the team members in character in the in character of their jobs and they all alluded to it being an important day when we got off the hogwarts express the team members were lined up clapping for us my husband and i went to high school together and raced against each other to read the books when they were released it was perfection and the team members added so much magic to our day that is awesome yeah you know when you said universal i was hoping it was potter yeah i figured it's got to so. be a potter thing no one like propose on but or you know the classic uh mall rats propose when jaws pops out of the water right right <laughs> um in two uh alan zwetler says 2006 my now wife and i were down there for my parents 40th anniversary we took one night where all the couples went out by themselves. We chose Narcoozies and timed it to watch Wishes. After watching the fireworks, my wife commented that this was the perfect night. I proposed immediately after making the night even better. We honeymooned there in 2008 and been going back semi-regularly ever since. That's awesome. I wonder if he planned that or if that was like, okay, now's the time. He was just kind of carrying the ring around with him. Because I know right. people that have done that. Heather DeFeo says, my uh, my wife and I were at Magic Kingdom for the day. It was a time when wishes, uh, it was it was time for wishes, and we were looking for a spot. I was getting impatient, but she really wanted to watch the show. While the show was going on, she turned to me and said, my wish is to marry you. We then had an up-themed wedding and went to Disneyland as part of our honeymoon. That's amazing. Oh. Elise Doherty, uh, my friend who actually made uh, the Parks and Recreation uh, ears that my fiancé and I wore on our first trip to Disney together. She says, we got second engaged at Disney. The Main Street Fire Chief came up to us and asked if we were engaged in Disney. We said no, and he said that it was not acceptable and put us in the middle of Main Street and called the ladies of Main Street out. They were all yelling about us getting engaged and kept shouting, but it's a secret. So then we got second engaged in front of the castle with all of them, and they gave us wedding advice. It was honestly the most true Disney magic. 
Uh, Kate Guzman says, my mom's sister and I have run the Princess Half Marathon together since 2012. It has become our favorite family tradition. In 2019, my then-boyfriend went to watch a Braves preseason game at the ESPN Complex. He was set to meet us at Epcot later that evening. The rest of my family was enjoying the morning and afternoon at Magic Kingdom. Our family friends who were with us insisted we we head to the partner statue right before the Festival Fantasy Parade. I was very opposed to this idea, but begrudgingly relented. We arrived and I saw my boyfriend. He got down on one knee and proposed. Neither of us remember what happened since we were so nervous. He also had looped in a PhotoPass CM who captured the entire thing to include a group of teenage girls that became our personal cheering squad. It was a total surprise. Karen Becker Potts says, uh, We didn't get engaged there, but we were Walt Disney World College program members in the fall of 2001. Lived in the same building. I was by the laundry room, and his had the um and and his had the TV. I kept him on time with work since I I was the only one out of the two apartments who brought their car. Fast forward, we got engaged, honeymoon to Disney, and came home with a Disney baby. Truly a magical place. I love that. Yeah, Amanda Moaning says we were spending the week at Disney for our seventh dating anniversary in 2014. It was Michael's first time to Walt Disney World, and I planned the trip. We stayed at Wilderness Lodge for a week. Little did I know, Michael had Michael had planned a surprise of his own. He had the ring delivered to Wilderness Lodge, so I couldn't accidentally find it in the luggage. See, that's smart. Yeah, I like that. Well, you know what though, I I would never. Yeah, I, I was that thing was staying on my purse. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I probably couldn't do that either. On our last full day in the parks, we had an eight a.m. ADR at the castle. We were first through the gate. Main Street was pristine. Cast members were waving. Photo Pass was taking perfect pictures without background people in them. We get to the castle and are seated right by the window overlooking Fantasyland. We each got a wishing star and a magic wand slash sword. The food was how it always is. The princesses were great. The wishing ceremony comes, and I get excited to make a wish. I've done the ceremony with my kids before, but now I get to participate. I close my eyes, wave my magic wand over my wishing star, and wished. When I opened my eyes, wishes were flying around the room, and Michael was on one knee in front of me. I had zero clue he was going to propose, and after breakfast, we ran into the fairy godmother, and I got to retell the entire experience for her, the most magical day of my life. We were married one year later and honeymooned in Disneyland. And she posted a picture of it. It's absolutely gorgeous. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, Becky Adams, my roommate, uh, says, We went to visit Rapunzel. I didn't want to, uh, since I'm friends with friends of Rapunzel, and wanted to leave it to the others. She's my favorite princess, and my now husband said his kid never had a pick. Okay, then. Well, his kiddo had this Pascal toy... Uh, that they were holding on to for dear life the whole day. They were also very quiet. I thought maybe they didn't feel well. Went in and they were the fir- They went first and whispered something to Rapunzel. Rapunzel asked me to come up and pointed to Pascal. I took it for a photo. She pointed again. Then my husband stepped up and took a ring off the tail and knelt down. I nodded. His mom shouts, did she say yes? And voila, engaged. Uh, the kiddo was quiet all day because they were walking around with a Pascal who had a ring on its tail. That's really funny. Yeah, I love that. Oh, it's an awesome story. Jessica Wiley says, Me, my mom, and my sister went down for a weekend girls trip. My boyfriend and dad had secretly driven down separately. While getting our picture taken in front of the partner statue, he surprised me and got on one knee. The cast member was able to photograph the whole thing while dad videoed. It was absolutely perfect. Love that, too. Nathan Dunbar says, So I didn't propose while we were at Walt Disney World for Christmas, but I did ask her parents' permission on the last day we were there. Her parents were surprised I didn't propose while we were there, which shocked me. We did, however, tell our parents a few years later... Uh, that we were expecting our first child at the Grand Floridian after breakfast. That's really cute. Um, Erin Marie says uh, they her, her and her now her and her fiance took a 
fir- their first post-COVID trip, but had it planned since the last pre-COVID Christmas when I gifted him the trip. It was his first time going since Galaxy's Edge opened, and as a hardcore Star Wars nerds, I was so excited for him to see the land. We were studying at... Th- we were staying at Grand Destino the night before, and I wanted to make sure we got to the parks really early to try and rope drop Runaway Railway, also first time for him. So my plan was to get dropped off at the Dolph- at the Swan and Dolphin and walk over to avoid crowds. Well, on the way, it starts pouring. Uh, I'm fat, dumb, and happy saying, oh, well, I got my Crocs on. I don't really like taking pictures anyway, so I don't mind the rain. Little did I know he was full-blown in panic mode. Again, just cruising through my highly planned out day, uh, Runaway Railway, uh, rise and then smugglers run after smugglers he says he wants to get a good look at the falcon so we walk over he keeps getting closer and closer and i'm like bruh it's right there how much closer do you need to get then he puts his hand in his pocket and i freak out i was so wrapped up in planning the trip this never crossed my mind and all of a sudden two strangers start handing me things buttons bride and groom ears stuff like that they turn their phones around and he and and my fiance's sister is facetiming she's been my best friend for longer than him and i've been then longer than him and I have been dating. She's sobbing. I'm sobbing. Cast members sobbing. She literally stalked everyone from our high school who had become cast members or moved to the area to find someone to follow me around the parks with her on FaceTime until he proposed. And I had no idea. Fast forward a few hours later for that trip. I was staying in a large Airbnb with a bunch of friends. Next thing I know, my other best friend who now lives many states away walks into the house again, freaking out, sobbing. It was a day of surprise after surprise. And then we got one more. Michael Bass says, my wife has a degree in Japanese language. We're both fans of Japanese culture and Disney, so there was no better place to propose than in front of the Tory Gate in the Japan Epcot Pavilion. I'd bought a few disposable cameras and without her knowing, handed them out to some guests that were in the area. When I proposed, they acted like paparazzi and we got a bunch of great pictures from different angles. The pictures came out really cool and it's a memory that will last a lifetime. Oh, and she said yes. That's amazing. Yeah, that's very fun. I, so, so these stories are fantastic. I absolutely love them. Um, you know, thank you guys for sharing them with us. And I'm so happy to be able to share them on the show. Uh, so, yeah, very magical proposals all around. Yeah, I love it. Some more private, some more public. I love the Star Wars one. Like, the, there's so much work went into some of these. The Star, like, Aaron's yeah. Star Wars one, it sounds like a lot of work went into that with, like, the FaceTime and stuff. I mean, like, the Harry Potter one also. Like, how? that? There's so much work went into that. That sounds great. I am in no way patient enough for this. Um, all right. Well, anything else you wanted to add this week? Well, I, I loved all that. Ending on a high note. Ending on a high note. And, uh, you know, even though I didn't get to drop the news to you that I got engaged. And kudos to you for not saying to me, I heard you got engaged this whole week. Well, I I, I mean, I couldn't do that, right? Were, were like, you just, like, waiting to... for me to tell you? I mean, I assumed you might tell me at some point. Well, yeah, I was saving it for the air. I mean, like, even before we started the show and I was like, yeah, so we're going to do the engagement e-ticket. And, you know, you could tell your story and the listeners could tell yours. And you didn't say anything there either. <laughs> No, I mean, come on. Like, why would you, like, you know, be like, hey, let's do an engagement effort? Like, I just, you know. <laughs> All right. Like, uh, if no one had told me, I would have known by then. Yeah, I guess that's that's pretty true. I'm not the best at hiding things. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's going to do for Tim and the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us this second week in a row. I'm like, how sad is it that we're, like, so excited that we did two weeks in a row? It's uh, a great thing. I know. Uh, folks, if you love our buddy Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics, 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. <laughs> if you love our buddy Dave Weikert over at Magical Travel, you can use him to plan your Disney vacation or Universal vacation at no additional cost to you. 
He's books Pete's trips. He's booking my cruise. Uh, so, you know, check him out over there. Uh, send him an email at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. And if you're renting a Cripper stroller on that Orlando vacation of yours, check out our buddies at KingdomStrollers.com who will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams for your Disney vacation. And for me, folks, please check out my books over on Amazon.com. you got the Rossinani series written as um, on Amazon written under Kevin J. Kessler. And then you've got all my other books written under Vincent Valentine, V-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N. And you can find all those books. Most of them are Haunted House uh, or Survival. The Rossinani series is High Fantasy. And, you know, I should be finishing another book this week, so... So, uh, you know, got, a, you. got another release coming up. All right, folks. Uh, thank you so much for jo- for joining us again this and every week. Pete, any closing words? All right, let's do it again next week. Let's Tab. do it again next week. All right, folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big just a dream away. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.